Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and also on TV. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. And I'm Chris George. And we have one thing coming. We want to talk about Survivor. Rank them. So <laughs> we want to rank them. Uh, so we are, we are um, the Survivor Merge Boot gentlemen. The three of us have been doing snake drafts of Survivor, um, uh, the definitive lists of best ofs. Um, we've done in the past. You can look on your phone, see what else we've done. But this week, drum roll, please. We are counting down the top. 12 greatest survivor rivalries that's right we're counting down beefs baby i want to see some beefs i want to see people hate each other hate them hurt them let's see it let's rank go em. rank them yeah cody this was your idea yeah big one big idea big idea i think it was a great idea i had a lot of fun putting together my list yeah, I'm I'm excited because we are, of course, we're getting to the season ranking, um, and it's coming. It's coming. The big season ranking. I know I've done my preparation. I know uh, the two oh, of you. Gabon heads, heads out there. Get ready. Yeah, Gabon heads. We're oh, you Vanuatu heads. Get ready for some head budding. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, but this one is the rivalries. These are the ones that we enjoyed. We like to see whether it be uh, two a hated contestant and a lovable contestant, whether it be two people you love, whether it be just two alphas going at it. I, I, I love a rivalry on Survivor. It usually doesn't last very many episodes. No. And, uh, and it's usually pretty detrimental to both people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good rivalry. It's so much fun to watch. I watched one of my favorite uh, episode arcs of a um, uh, rivalry last night. And, oh boy, it is such good TV. <laughs> I, th- th- that, that rivalry will come up, so we'll see. It brings the drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what we all love, the drama. 
And that's what this is all about, because we're going to see some drama today, because as you know, if you've been following these rankings, each of us get a veto in this one veto each in case uh, we want to uh, disagree with one of our people. And this has brought drama to us in the past. This has brought rivalries to us in the past. I mean, there was rivalries before that, Cody. Me and and Cody are classic frenemies. Whoa. And I hate Cody because of these lists, because he stole my favorite challenge off of the list, and I'll never get over him vetoing Gulliver's Travels. And I hate both of these fucking guys, so <laughs> let's go. Um, I love both of you. That's why I, I put frenemy. I said frenemy, not enemy. See, but anyway. I like Joel. I, but I, that's Cody. I could do without. So, 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 yeah, the way we do it, we snake draft around. Um, uh, we, we trivia to say to, we do trivia to find out what the placement is. So it's a competitive collaboration of one definitive list. And I actually didn't do the research for this. Do either of you remember who the big loser was last time? I know it wasn't me. I think I was the, you were the winner. Joel was, was the winner. Big winner. I, I was the big loser. I you think were the I big was loser. third. Yeah. Yeah. So that means your trivia question comes first. Yeah, because Gavin was robbed of his rightful first place because I I screwed up on the trivia. (laughs) So I've got a trivia question for you, gents. Are you ready? Yes. This one's a tough one. There are two possible answers here. Um, And if you say the obvious answer that isn't on it, I'm going to disqualify you immediately. Uh, Who has sat out in the most challenges in a season? Chelsea. And what season? Oh, it's Dan Lembo, Nicaragua. No. It's really? not Chelsea? No. Um, Sandra? No. Um, Joel, you say another one. I've said too many. Uh, sad out the most in, a cha- in challenges in a season. Hmm. I don't know how it can't be Dan Lembo. I just don't um, know how that's possible. No, Dan, uh, according to this, isn't didn't sit out too much. Sari? Nope. In a season. What season is it? Uh, think about think <laughs> about a season where one tribe got totally decimated. And the other tribe had such a numbers advantage that they were constantly sitting people out. Oh, is it Janu? Janu is one of them. The other is Katie Gallagher. Okay. Both Janu and Katie sat out seven times. And yeah. then um, the next top is is a big old tie for six with a whole bunch of people. Courtney in Heroes Villains, Sandra in Heroes Villains, and some more Pal- Palau people. But Palau just dominates the sit-outs because they were just yeah. like, okay, well, we'll just keep on putting Tom up. But <laughs> What about uh, Abby Maria? Sense. I thought maybe Abby Maria would be in uh, in yep. Philippines as well. Yeah, Abby Maria is, is also at six. Cool. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. Joel, there you, you go. move on. I'm the big loser this week. Cody's the big loser. I've never been the big loser before. This sucks. You have oh, so. I'm, I'm, no, I'm this fine. is the first time I haven't won a single round. Or had a buy. Okay. Um, Joel, are you mad at me? No, I'm not mad. I, ju- I just feel like you've you've 
been the big loser before. Yeah, you're just such a I big mean, day to day, I'm the big loser. But <laughs> as far as the trivia goes, I haven't been the big loser until now. Um, here's a big question for you guys, and this is going to be a tough one. What is the surname of the host of Survivor? Are you kidding me? Probst? Joel's got it. Joel's the big winner this week. Well earned. I, what the hell? I'm so mad. <laughs> my anger was coursing through my veins. And also, I kind of didn't want to win this one because I don't think my list is as good as your yours. Although, I do really like my my top one. I should have said it. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm uh, uh, One rule that we didn't say at the top, which I'm sort of worried about for my list, is... Um, one a person can only appear on the list once so if they have multiple rivals they can't um just for example dan lembo and um benry if someone picks that <laughs> it's not a rivalry but if someone picks dan lembo and benry later on they can't pick uh dan lembo and chase there goes my entire list <laughs> <laughs> you know what i really love how much Dan Lembo has been getting featured on this podcast. <laughs> he's, he's our new guy. Does it have to be two on two is my question. The rivalry. Yeah. One on one. One on one. Or one on two. On two. <laughs> Mine's two versus two. <laughs> no, uh, it has to be one V one rivalry. Yeah. It can't I mean, be like fatal four way triple threat. No, you had to pick two of them. The, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think I'd say so too. Unless it was like a really one v one v one, but I don't, I don't think so. So uh, does that mean I have the number twelve pick as well? Yeah, yeah. You start it off, you end it. All right. So um, uh, my number twelve pick, I like having the twelve pick because I can pick the, the kind of the wacky one off the top. Even though it seems, I think that Chris's list is all wacky ones. It might be. <laughs> so. I do like a rivalry that is mostly strategic rivalries, but sometimes when people just don't like each other, that's a lot of fun too. So that's why I am picking from Nicaragua, Jane and Marty. <laughs> so the two older um, people on, I mean, they're not the oldest people because there's an old tribe, but they are older on the merge tribe and Jane and Marty just, really hate each other for whatever reason it started because they were on the bottom of the swap tribe and then they just kept talking shit and talking shit and uh, the height of the rivalry for me is when jane calls marty mr farty (laughs) (laughs) and that's just for for that line it deserves to be on this list i believe (laughs) this rivalry is probably going to be one of the most confusing ones on the list where you're like, why do these people hate each other as much as they hate each other? Because it probably has the most anger out of, I don't know if it's the most anger out of the ones we're going to hear from today, but like, it's pretty close. Mm -hmm. I don't remember much of this to be honest, but I know you, you recently rewatched Nicaragua Cody. So I know it's probably fresh in your mind. I didn't put it on the list though. Joel did. Well, no, I know, but but <laughs> it is it's one of the more memorable. I mean, I think we like Nicaragua on this podcast. <laughs> it was like Nicaragua is going to be spoiler alert number 1 in our season ranking. It's going to be pretty freaking high, I'll tell you that much, baby. For me too. Um <laughs> See, I have a different potential Nicaragua um rivalry on my list, but Great. 
Great. But I don't um, know if, I, if it's going to get around to it. But it's Jane, just top 12 Nicaragua rivalries. Jane oh. has such a scowl for like she, first of all, she just has like a great face, like a great kind of like almost like a Pixar character. The lines on her face are so uh, expressive. <laughs> um, she, so when she scowls, it just makes me so happy. I mean, later on in the season, she has that great moment where she scratches her face with the middle finger uh, to chase. And that's really funny, but that's not to Marty, but uh, <laughs> the disdain she has for Marty is Jane is Jane is a really fun character in that season. Jane's an uh, awesome character. Af- after two, like they say, like Jeff asked them in oh, the, the reunion, reunion and says like, would you two like, uh, like hang out after this? And they said, no, not at all. Would yeah, never. there's there. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, for the cameras. They actually despised each other. <laughs> yeah. And it's so weird because especially like Jane in the show is known. Like, I think she wins the fan favorite that year, but she's known as being the sweetest, nicest person or whatever. That's what everyone's saying about her the whole time. And then Marty's not being like, not betraying anyone. Like he's not being vindictive. He's a, he's pretty bad because he can't get anything together, but like the two of them for, I I guess like it stemmed down to Jane felt like uh, Marty didn't include her when they were a tribe. I think it initially. also they were on the swap tribe together, if I'm not mistaken. And I think they were they were each, yeah they were throwing each other under the bus uh, yeah. on, the swap, on the swap tribe. Well, a little bit, a little bit, but Marty wanted to work with her to start, and then she was like, "You didn't want to work with me when we were like the big tribe. I'm not working with you now," kind of thing. Right, and. I mean, he never said anything bad about her at the start, though, either. So, like, I mean, it was just a it was a confusing thing. She wasn't in the core alliance. And I guess she felt very uh, hurt by that. But it, uh, the, the amount of anger that <laughs> is brought towards this, not justified. No. <laughs> and it just and it just leads to. Uh, two people that could potentially play a better game, just like throwing out their game for this rivalry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's really fun to watch. I'm pretty sure there's a there's a a cut on YouTube of their rivalry that you can watch if you don't want to watch the whole season because some people really don't like that season. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a bad season <laughs> <laughs> with some moments. Okay, you got some, some great Dan Lambert. Really great moments. Yeah. All right. Um, so there you go. My number 12. You're not going to veto it, right? No, no I, I don't mind this pick. I don't know. Is it my favorite rivalry in that season? I don't know because we might hear from one later on too. Who knows? But Dan Lambo and Benry. <laughs> Dan Lambo and Benry is on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, maybe Benry and Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, it's Jack Black and Jason Siegel in the film Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> With Benry just going, <laughs> he's so fat. <laughs> uh but uh yeah, so that's guess, number uh, don't get to bring up Gulliver's Travels after you vetoed it, Cody. <laughs> it does not bring you joy. You cannot 
let, allow it to bring you joy. It brings me joy, Chris, but I don't want to get back into this, but you called it the best challenge of all time. Now that's what doesn't bring me joy. Okay. <laughs> Let's be real here. I like the, I like the challenge. I think it's funny. Is it the best survivor challenge of all time? Don't insult the fucking show. Okay. Why don't you go on with your number 11? <laughs> all right. My number 11. Um, this is a fun one. This is kind of like, this is more of an, not necessarily an obscure rivalry, but these, these two players, they don't really make it that far in their season, but uh, there's just, it, it gives me probably my favorite moment of that season. And this is a season that's regarded as one of the best of all time by so many people. The season is Micronesia uh, the first fans versus favorite. And I'm, I don't care about any of the favorites. I'm looking at those fans, Joel and Chet. Oh, Joel, Joel and Chet. Yeah, Joel and Chet is my <laughs> number 11 rivalry because solely because of the moment where they're being where they're teamed up in that physical challenge where they have to tag the other tribe and rip the flag off of the back of their the the twosome that's running around and Joel and Chet are together and Joel just drags Chet through it. It's so violent. No no rivalry on this list will bring as much physical harm as that rivalry did. Yeah, and um, Chet smashes his head against the uh, a pole, and Joel just keeps on dragging him. And uh, then at the end of the challenge, Chet says, "I, I hit my head," and Joel he says, says "I, I don't I, care." I know, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I do want to put it out there that I'm nothing like that, Joel. Um, um, I would not, say that you might be. No, I'm not. I'm. I'd say Chet. that honestly, when I first met you, I thought that that you and that you were that Joel from Survivor. Because well, I mean, that would mean that I'm fucking huge and jacked, yeah. like, yeah. like, a lot. Like, I got, like, and John Hagen, John Hannigan was, like, the closest guy to come being as huge as, as, as Joel from Micronesia. Yeah. I don't know, James, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, James. Too. John Rocker. Oh, right. John Rocker. Okay. Well, either way, these are huge people we're talking about. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, the thing is that that is similar to Joel and that Joel is that every time Joel did come over to my house, he would smash my head. No, it's, <laughs> it's not true. Everybody He'd smash my head in and say, you're the chat. I, I, Chris, it's not fair because Chris, you have two, two survivor winners in your um, name pool. And me, I have the, the beefy douchebag from Micronesia and the guy that called women, women cows in, in uh, season one. <laughs> it's not, a, not a good Joel showing across the board for survivor until you get on. Yes, exactly. Um, I got, no I one. thought you were going to go with Joel and Mikey B because they have a more strategic rivalry in the early goings of Micronesia. That kind of is not, I was like, why are you picking that? And I guess Joel and Chet, kind of makes more sense for you picking these outlier picks but also like it's not it's not that big of a rivalry oh it's it's the moment that stands out in my head from that season i just think like joel is such a piece of shit to chat and let's specify just specify what joel you're talking about (laughs) yeah joel edmonston is is such a piece of human garbage to Chat. Chet, aka yeah. Cody. Chet. <laughs> like, if anyone is hearing this this podcast, Cody needs your help. <laughs> he, he's getting his head smashed on a daily basis. <laughs> I, I yeah, I just uh, I, 
I just like these. I love that challenge. I love that moment of the challenge because I think it's horrible, but it's. I so think fun. this really symbolizes what a lot of, especially early season rivalries are, right? It's the polar opposites that you see come into Survivor. You got big guy, you got a uh, small person, and you, you also like you see this going on throughout seasons where a lot of the time uh, the small people are thought of as weaker because of these like alphas. Um, And obviously it doesn't work out as well for Joel in that season. So you see a lot of overcoming. Sometimes you don't get that though either, but it's, it's interesting. It's like the perfect formula for what a rivalry can be. Yeah. So anyway, that's my number 11. Joel versus Chet. Cool. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm not going to veto it. Although you're on the fence, aren't you? No, but I'm. I want to say my vetoes for 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 um, if you guys pick someone that I want to play higher, basically. You'd better. You better say no. I mean, Joel, and I mean, that goes on. They we can't <laughs> we can't uh, uh, argue that they you know there are, are a mild rival rivalry, and if you want them on this list, I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> Well, let's see if I get away with my next one. <laughs> oh God! Oh, so, God. <laughs> are you are you what, what are you willing to veto here, Cody? Um, I got I got my veto. I'm uh, willing to work with you here, Joel. We'll we'll see. Chris is just scaring me. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I I actually mine mine are fine, but I may put one next and see if it flies. We'll see. Um, <laughs> then you'll veto. Right. You'll have to veto yourself. <laughs> so, number ten. You ready for this? Yeah, a lot ready of people, for this. A lot of people come up to me. They say, Cody, you're always talking about this. You're always talking about one of these characters. You're always talking about this rivalry. But now that you have the rivalry ranking, you have to include them, right? And I say, yes. I say, yes. And I'll put them at number 10. Because if I didn't mention vince in one of these episodes then it would be a total disgrace (laughs) because vince and joe and i will repeat it every time if i have to we'll hear it in the season ranking too because this is what makes that fucking season i'll tell you that much this rivalry is the best part about that season and i don't give a shit vince versus joe watching a man fall apart i don't care how many times i've said it watching a man Look at another man and see what he wants to be and what he thought he was and fall apart and unravel and realize that he's nothing. He's full of shit. <laughs> that he's this full- is, of course, from season 30, Worlds Apart, Vince and Joe. Joe comes on the show. The ladies are talking about him. He's winning the challenges. They're giving him the nickname Joey Amazing. I don't know if it's that early. No, but Tyler gives him that nickname on the merge trap. Vince. I'm sure Vince was watching it at home and it ruined him even more. Who knows where this guy's at anymore, but we see this man try to flirt with the women, get aggressive because it's not, it's not working. We see him try to be good at challenges. It's getting, he's getting upset because it's not working. His jealousy is just fuming up. He's unraveling to the point where he's just an asshole and is just a nothing person anymore. This coconut vendor 
has been destroyed. He has shown that he is not no collar. He has he has a lot on his plate and he has a lot of worries. He's not the no worry smooth guy that he wants Coconut to be. What's funny about Feathers this rivalry? Sorry. What's funny about this rivalry is that it's unreciprocated. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Joe doesn't give a shit. Totally one-sided. Doesn't even notice. <laughs> doesn't even notice he's there. Doesn't even notice. Yeah, it's it's the perfect rivalry. It's the perfect rivalry built off of delusion. And yeah. Wa- and watching a man fall apart, and I can't get enough. It makes worlds apart a watchable season for me. At least the at least the Vince part. The first two episodes. Yeah, the first two episodes, gold. It's all downhill I, from there. Yeah, don't watch past that. But if you just watch the first two episodes, number one, I, I would almost stop being a Gabon head for it if I was just the first two episodes. <laughs> if the season had ended there, yep. it's like, oh, there's weather. We couldn't film the rest, but have these two episodes of Survivor. Yep, I'm... I don't care if no winner, best, best season. They, they said Vince is out. Everyone gets a million dollars. that's left. Funnily too. He has like a crush on Jen who <laughs> hates him. Yeah. And it, it like uh, his big rivalry with Joe comes from the attention of Jen and Jen just straight up just does not like Vince. She doesn't like, like Joe that way, but she just does not like Vince. I think, I think it, it's, it's like, um, what, what may have happened if uh, if Billy and Candace were on the same tribe? It's sort <laughs> of like a Vince approaches Jen that way and and is like, "Let's we're allies," and she's like, "Yeah, okay, whatever. Like, I'll give you like the the slight time of day." And he's immediately like, "Yeah, she will be my wife. Mm-hmm. She's my well, ride or die." And then she leaves and goes play the goes play the game, and uh, he gets so so angry. It's. It's so crazy, just his first confessionals to where they end in just the short span of two episodes. Uh, I, I think I'm sad it's number it's 10. But you put it, it at it, number 10. It, it could be Vince versus anyone. I, I, I almost I had this on my list. I wasn't going to bring it up because I don't like giving Joe airtime now that he's a proven psychopath. Um Cult follower Q9. This like, isn't about this isn't about Joe though. I'm not yes, praising exactly. Joe. I'm not yeah. <laughs> I'm We're not praising, praising Joe. Do we by I'm the way, guys Vince. though, do we know Vince's politics? Do we know if he's re- like not an anti-vaxxer? Let's let's, <laughs> let's not look into it. I don't honestly. know where Vince is <laughs> as a human anymore. Like he's he's gone. This show ruined it. Not worried about it. This show tore him apart. Let's just enjoy our entertainment at the, you know, this man's expense. Survivor made Ozzy so he goes out and films himself coming on rocks now. I don't want to know where Vince is after seeing this man fall apart like this. Nothing wrong with coming on rocks. (laughs) He just misses the island. Ozzy versus the rocks, number nine. (laughs) I guess I have to go again now. Um, You do, number nine. Yeah, I'm all fired up. I wasn't prepared for this. I think I'll go with, uh, you know what? I already mentioned I'm a Gabon head. I'll go with Sugar and Randy. And this one also could be higher on my list too. But I have I have a few that I like a little bit more. 
Uh, but Sugar and Randy is just it's it's a great rivalry where it's just two people that hate each other once again and the way that it plays out in like the auction with the cookie segment of uh randy trying to extend this cookie to her and then she takes it and then just gives it away and it's randy's last cookie so he doesn't get one um the making fun of randy at tribal council tricking him with a fake idol I mean, it gets mean, but it gets mean on both accounts. I love it, though. It's pretty great. It's and because it's totally unstrategic as well. It's just they Mm -hmm. just want to get like make a fool. Yeah, they they just hate each other. I mean, in in Gabon, I feel like you could have a lot of rivalries with sugar and someone. And you can Randy. I I have Randy and someone. Right. Yeah. Like Randy versus Crystal could be one. Sugar versus Corinne could be another, right? But I think I think having Sugar versus Randy kind of encapsulates that mess of a season. This one was the most fun out of all of them because uh, Randy's a curmudgeon, but he's genuinely funny too. So when you're watching him do these <laughs> confessionals and everything, you're just seeing this grumpy man. And then with Sugar getting like her comeuppance with getting Bob to make the, or use the fake idol to get out. Like she essentially went to who we're being portrayed as anyways, at the time, the nicest person on the fucking Island and made him embarrass Randy. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) sugar and Randy are, are just so unstrategic and, and bad. And it's just like all of their, all of their actions are based off of their disdain for uh, each other and others. Um, They don't really make a strategic um, play for their game at all through the whole thing. It's all, it's all just how they feel about others. I mean, I I guess it's early going, but but it it stands out in that season that those two are just so stupid. I think she's actually fairly strategic, but I I do too. I, I think she she has wears her heart on her sleeve a lot. When, and I think she makes that. I mean, maybe she's at, at trying to think strategically. I think she she um, makes the wrong moves, though. I I think if you watch the season, though, she's the one that ends up running the game. Like she's the in person. a weird way, yeah, she does, but also doing the wrong thing the whole time. Like she reminds me a lot of uh, Stephanie from uh, Guatemala. Yeah, I think uh I don't know. I I'm a I'm a sugar defender. Yeah, me too. I'd almost put her on the best player list. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely had a coach. Yeah, had a coach. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, I think definitely had a Hayden. <laughs> Who? Hayden. He didn't yeah. make the list. Yeah, we vetoed yeah, for him. a good reason. <laughs> I wouldn't have vetoed sugar. I would have. <laughs> I wouldn't have. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have vetoed sugar. I. I you think... guys are insane. <laughs> I feel. Like, I feel like I'm. I'm. I'm going nuts right now talking to you two about sugar. I didn't know this would happen on this list. Hey, hey we're Gaboneheads. We're Gaboneheads. You are come you at a couple of Gaboneheads. No, I'm not a Gabonhead. I. I. Crystal I really, is my favorite player in Gabon. I really like that episode. Where Randy gets voted out. That's a a really, really funny episode. I mean, Randy's why you watch this season. Randy's the most entertaining. Uh just he's also kind of a shitty guy. 
Well, the, in that uh, season, the I, I, in, in certain points with Crystal, yeah. I think like Randy, when you're watching him, like he just comes off with like by nothing but just being like an old curmudgeon. Whereas like, uh, what's her face? Who was the other person you said that Sugar could have been up there Rick, with? Corinne. Corinne. Yeah. Corinne's so shitty in that season. She's just like nasty, straight up nasty. Like it's not even funny. Yeah, like she that's why that's not a rivalry I would put on there because I mean, I don't know why Corinne even got brought back as a fan favorite for fuck that pisses me off. But Randy is entertaining throughout this thing. And I mean like whether he's doing the uh the challenges where he's upset even though they won um or just this like it's just so good. Everything about him is so good and you don't feel bad necessarily when they uh, betray him like that and <laughs> pull a break on him. I think you get, I, I get a little sick of him right when he gets voted out because he's being, cause he's his strategy before he finds the fake idol is to, you know, burn bridges all around him, like scorched earth all around, like be yeah. such an asshole. And then and, his strategy and, afterwards is do the same thing. Yeah, and <laughs> and the 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 cookie incident is so unnecessary of him because he bought the cookies for the entire tribe and then acts like that acts like they're all his. You no, know, he like, gives them. He gives them to everyone. No, but he makes a big deal because oh, sugar took his cookie. They were his cookies. They were his to give away, and uh, he. Um, yeah, it was it was like it, like watching it I'm like Jeff clearly states these cookies for the, are for the entire tribe. They're not yours, Randy. He says it like 3 times and yeah. he just keeps acting like they're his. But but still there was enough cookies for every single person on the tribe. Sugar gives hers away twice, so then Randy just doesn't get a cookie at all. It is funny. <laughs> it is funny, but Randy makes such a big deal out of it like it, like they were hit. They were all his. I, I think the best part is that Randy, when you look at this man, you're like, why would he be on the show? Why would he want to do this? You would never expect this man. But also, I mean, like he's a wedding photographer that hates weddings. It's just like, it's perfect. Everything about this man is perfect for television. Randy applied every season basically until he got on. I, I know it's so good. I love it. Yeah, I'm happy. Right. N- number so nine. Number nine, Sugar versus Randy. I don't think we're going to veto that. Nope. Well, and I know you're not going to veto this next one because I think personally, this is probably the rivalry that is has been most talked about in the history of Survivor since, since it happened. This happened late in the 20s. Um, but Jeff has talked about this rivalry and has hyped it up. It, it, is, it has provided uh, such great uh, fuel for future generations of Survivor. It shows how cutthroat Survivor truly can be. And I got to go with from season 27, Sierra and Laura. Sierra and her mom... <laughs> Vito. <laughs> yeah. Vito. I'm, I'm sorry. That that's not a rivalry. <laughs> she voted out her mom. <laughs> this 
there is this is the worst thing that anyone's ever said on the podcast. Okay, and we've gone into great detail. Her mom asked her to vote for her. <laughs> um, yeah, they're not a rivalry. I don't know why. I know. I know. I'm just. <laughs> Do I have to use a veto on this, or are you vetoing yourself? You just use your veto, Cody. Cody used his veto. It was a trap, and he fell for it. Because now I, I, can, I, I can put my good ones in. How can I not f- fall for it? <laughs> how can I not? I'm just going to let that make the list? Oh, I would have vetoed myself. Um, I wanted to save that for number one, but I figured it wasn't that good. It wasn't a good enough joke to, to make it number one. No, so. it was bad at number you eight. Can, you can't try and waste our vetoes with things that don't even go with the theme. Are you kidding me? Talk about a rivalry. The rivalry stems back for years and years. Okay. Wait, I'm why is, is, is Laura a Biden supporter? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, I'll give you a real one. Um, Laura this, and Shambo. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, so Cody's done with his veto. That's, yeah. oh. Yeah, Cody vetoed. What can you do? That's, that sucks for Cody. Damien just messaged me that Randy is the best. <laughs> Randy, yeah. We watched Gabon together. I think Randy is Damien's favorite player of all time. I'm not kidding you. I think that's his favorite player. That is outrageous to me. <laughs> it is the perfect Damien character. Okay. Um, okay, okay. I'll give you my, my real one that I want to put here is um was Sierra and her mom but I got vetoed so I gotta move on to my my alternate. Uh and this this one comes from an earlier season. It's in the tens to the twenties. Uh this rivalry kind of defines the the run up to the finale. And and it only grows deeper and deeper over time. And in a sense it's almost like a whole tribe versus this one person who they desperately want to get rid of. But I think it really boils down to it ends up being these two sort of alpha males competing at each other, but one alpha male being so much better than the other until he is taken out. Uh, And it's somebody better call the ambulance because it's Aris and Terry from Panama. Yes. Yes. This was going to be on my list. Oh yeah. Nice. No, it was number five, so it wasn't going to be one of my picks. But if I had gotten vetoes, it, it would have been the first one. Oh, same with me. I got vetoed. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, I just think I think this is such a such a satisfying rivalry, and it's also because Terry is so dominant in the challenges that this sort of resentment gets built up and built up and built up, and at by the end of the season, they're just banging heads against each other so much and Aris desperately wants to get him out and Terry has this sort of like cocky persona because like he's winning yeah. everything nobody can touch him and and he just like slays that season I remember rooting for Terry because he was just killing it uh it's just such a satisfying there's not like one moment that that necessarily stands out to me in terms of this this rivalry but it's it's that sort of culmination and the tension that is built up uh that uh, that is really exciting and interesting to me. Is it the best uh, rivalry that season? No, Bruce and the Machete is, but <laughs> Bruce and his stomach. Yeah, Bruce and his stomach. <laughs> Bruce and his inability to shit. 
Um, Bruce and uh, Naked Shane. <laughs> but I, I I like this rivalry. I'm a big Terry Dietz fan too. I'm yeah. a I'm a Dietz fanboy. I love I love the Aris and Terry um, rivalry. Um, it makes both of them aren't like the most entertaining characters in that season, um, but it makes the rivalry makes them both more interesting. Um, yeah, the relationship makes is is the story of the winner of Aris. It's why he wins. It's because yeah. he beats Terry, even though he didn't really beat Terry. Danielle, <laughs> yeah, Danielle beat Terry. beats Terry. <laughs> it is funny the way, like the, the, the rivalry goes out with a whimper instead of a bang. And that almost makes it better and more indicative of that season because that season is, is uh, so wild. Yeah. I mean, we love that season. I love that season. And uh, obviously, Aris and Terry aren't my favorite characters from that season, but that's it. That's a great storyline and it, and it, and it affect it deeply affects the end game. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. It's just, it's just a really satisfying and I, and I, and I like it too, because it's just such a satisfying old school rivalry. And it, it's, it really is these, these two guys just going at it every chance they get. And it, it just festers over time. And, mm-hmm. and it's our first winner on the list. Yeah. This is the uh, the longest lasting rivalry for sure, probably in the whole game, in the yeah. whole uh, c- series. Like, not many last that long. So, not many can be a comp beast like Terry Deeds. Yeah, yeah, and and the what what makes it last that long is because Terry is on the bottom and yeah. keeps winning challenges. So, but and nobody else is going for Aris because Aris is the in. in quote unquote, even though Danielle's there, the one person that can take him out. So that's why they last so long together in the game. And at one point, like Aris says to Terry in front of everyone at the reward challenge, it's like, Oh, Terry, you're going to say some uh, sexist stuff again. And like, we didn't see anything before that. So maybe there's stuff that didn't make the edit, but it was just like, so, and like Aris ends up apologizing for it as well, because Terry gets really upset that they yell at each other a lot, not just over competition competitions, just like, Terry doesn't pick ours to go on the the family reward and they get him to a big argument about that too. Sounds like ours is just a cry baby. Well, Terry's the one that needs to call the ambulance. Yeah, maybe they both do. Yeah. Ours is a cry baby. He he he's Yeah, he he he's a he's a kid when he's out. He's younger than all of us, I'm pretty sure when he's out there. Yeah. All so right. Yeah, number eight, Aris versus Terry. Not Aris versus Vetus. That will not be appearing on this list. <laughs> All right. So I'm uh, doing the number seven and the number six pick, but uh, number seven for me. Maybe Vetus uh, versus all of those kinked shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Um. So um, the my number um seven pick is going to be is quite recent and it is mildly strategic but not really strategic it's more of a br- uh, br- older brother little brother relationship that uh we podcasted about this season and i at week by week i just love the escalation of this relationship till its bitter end it's uh ben dreedbergen and adam klein i really love this rivalry <laughs> from that season because they are m- forced to get along uh, through the, their first tribe, through their swap tribe. And they really don't like each other. And, and, and you know, we're 
the 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 editors are on Adam's side, but also you see where Ben is coming from because Adam is probably not the most, not the best person to live with. They're they're both, let's they're probably perfectly fine gentlemen uh, to, uh, outside the game, but they're both a little annoying in the game, and uh, <laughs> they just get on each other's nerves, and it's and everybody else is sort of like mom and dad trying to make them get along. It's very fun. I love it. I I think this is r- really fun, and I didn't think of this as a potential, but I have to veto. Yeah, for my oh. own reasons. Oh, okay, I would have. Uh, I don't have a veto, but I would have vetoed this too. And I do think this is really fun, and I do like this, but I think Chris and I have the same reasons. Yeah, we must. We must have. I have. I have. Uh, I have one of those two. In a different, I think I know. I think I know what it is. But, in a different, uh, in a different way. Okay, um, I'm okay with that. Um, I, I, I was, I was really excited for it to be on the list, and then as you were talking, it dawned on me that then I couldn't do mine, and that's what probably what I want to put up pretty high. So uh, I have to veto. Okay, all right, um, that's okay with me. This one, I wasn't too too attached to, but I did. I'm glad I got to talk about it a bit. <laughs> it's great. One. No, it's it's really great. And I did. I didn't even consider it. Uh, I I forgot about how much fun that that relationship mm-hmm. is throughout mm-hmm. the season because both Ben and Adam in Winners of War like are two of my favorite parts of it because of because of the characters that they that they portray. Right. Yeah. In that season, everybody is such a strategic mastermind in a way that um that they're, they're, you don't have a lot of those sort of wacky characters, you know, and Ben and Adam kind of fill those spots. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause they're, yeah, yeah they're the, the, the social pariahs, if you will, of, of uh, the season. Okay. So moving on. Um, uh, I wasn't going to talk about this and, uh, and you guys can't veto me. That's uh, true. Uh, so this is uh, a rivalry that I love that that stretches across two seasons and uh, stretches across an entire season almost. It's Spencer and Cass from uh, Kageyan. Um They start on a tribe together. They're sort of forced to get along uh, early on. They, they cannot find um, a reason to get along. And then they, they have to get along, They can't, but even though they don't. And then they get to the merge cast flips and there's no coming back from that. You know, there is some, some relationship mending along the way when there's a great scene. Well, well okay, when cast flips on them, Spencer says, Oh, zero chance of winning the game, which really sticks with cast. Cass hates that. Even in, she brings it up in Cambodia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Spencer finds an idol and is holding it. Um, everyone's looking for an idol the very next episode and, and Spencer's holding it underneath this rock and Cass comes up to him and it's just, and Cass is like this, uh, this is car because everyone's looking for the idol for the clue he found. And she goes, this is karma for what you did last night. And Spencer's like, yeah, I'm really sorry about that. And little does she know he's found the idol. <laughs> you, but do you not think like, I would be more okay with Tony and Cass. I thought you loved the llama sounds. Yeah, yeah, I love it too. I mean, the the reason I pick Spencer and Cass is because it do, does last through to Cambodia. The two seasons. Yeah, that's funny um, that you say Tony and Cass because on my list I had a potential of Spencer and Tony. <laughs> their their uh, relationship. I almost put that too, but their relationship ends up being more of a friendship. I think. Yeah. 
Um, but it's well, a competitive it's rivalry. So yeah, it's a competitive rivalry. Like it's a competitive friendship. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but uh, I, I think yeah, Spencer and Kaz is maybe the least strategic of those three potential rivalries, but uh, it's the one that lasts the longest. And uh, and the the grudge that Cass holds against Spencer for just um, everything and the, their, their respective, um, confessionals about each other are some really great sound bites. A couple things that Spencer have said have not aged well, but, uh, um, they're, they're, they're some of the most biting things that have been said about other players in confessionals. And, uh, I think that's, that's what make the, the both of them such good TV characters, but it's also why they have had the, both of them have had such a hard time, outside of the game is because they they're so unfiltered and and have to uh you know uh atone their sins of the, that they said in those confessionals and their jury speeches yeah i i, I like it as a pick chaos Cass finally makes the list i'm sorry everyone i'd like to apologize to all the merge boot listeners people I, love kagayan cody that people, i couldn't I couldn't do anything about this. You shouldn't have wasted your veto, man. I, I mean, I would rather, I'm glad I did because <laughs> that one's worse. The one you said was worse. I was going to veto myself. I just wanted to get the joke in. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> so that's, that's my pick. Um, Spencer and cast. Do you have anything else to say about it? No, I think I think I like it. I like that it spans over two seasons too. Those are kind of exciting rivalries to me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like as palpable in Cambodia, but it's definitely mentioned a lot through the merge, especially when they end up on a swap tribe together, and they end up having to they end up working together on that swap tribe, even though it seems like Cass is going to get her finally get her revenge on Spencer. Mm-hmm. But they end up, and the best part is that they end up voting up Wu in that episode. Yeah. Who is also from Kai Gaon, so it's it's fun. They work together to vote out Wu. Cody, do you have anything to say about it? Nothing. Okay. Okay. So, Cody, you want to count us down from twelve before I get to the number six pick? All right. So, we got halfway point now. We got Jane versus Marty, number twelve. Eleven, Joel versus Chet. Ten, Vince versus Joe. Nine, Sugar versus Randy. Eight. Aris versus Terry and seven Spencer versus Cass. And at number six from the veto that I got about Bananatum, I believe that some people from this um, season will come up again, but I am going to pick uh, something from millennials versus Gen X. This is the um, story that arc arc that I, I spoke of at the beginning of the episode of uh, a great episode arc about this rivalry. Um, it's Zeke versus David Wright, because these are two people that really respect each other strategically want to work together, but then they both start coming after each other a little too early and it creates a, an Alliance divide right at the final 10. So it's five versus five and Zeke's Alliance versus David's Alliance. And it's a locked tie and they go to rocks and it, and it all stems from Zeke and David wanting to go after each other and talking to the wrong people about who they want to go after. So it just divides. And then it's immediate. Like Zeke goes to talk to Hannah about who she's going to choose him or David 
and she and he realizes that Hannah's not on his side, and then it's just like, oh, it's not six versus four. It's five versus five. It's David versus Zeke, and it's beautiful. I uh, I, I love that this is on the list. I mean, uh, earlier when I asked about four being able to be on there, it was pertaining to this as well. Um, but I'm very happy that this is on here. I, I think that there's um, specifically four people in this season that really make the season um, special for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are two of them. And uh, the rocks is a great moment. Yeah. I, I, I like this being on the list too. Uh, I think, I think it's at a good position in the list too. I would, I, it honestly didn't, didn't jump, jump to my, into my mind when I was going through and making mine. Um, but it's, it's solid. There's a lot of, there's a lot of nice moments between this millennial versus Gen X is such a solid season. It really is like on the rewatch. When I started, I was like, ah, it's millennials Gen X. And I, and I, and I didn't rewatch it for a long time. And then I rewatched it and I was like, Oh, every episode I was reminded that like, there's a lot going on. There's so much interplay and it's, um, yeah, it's nice. It, David versus Zeke, they're both great characters. They both have been back for a reason, right? And uh, this is probably one of the, one of those reasons. And, I mean, Zeke just loves playing the game. And Zeke goes a bit too hard. And that's why he hasn't won either of his times and gone out in a similar, similar spot each time. Yep. But it's really fun to watch. Yeah. And, and, and like... For what it's worth, Zeke is a, a decent survivor player and really understands the game, but just does it way too early. Yeah. Way too hard. Like him turning on Andrea is the same same reason. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zeke versus Andrea could could I wouldn't put it at number six, but it is kind of a funny uh, rivalry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that stemmed into their into their real life for a bit. Because they were friends, I think, going in. Oh, yeah. And they, 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 they stopped being friends after? Yeah, a little bit. But now they've patched things up, I'm pretty sure. But okay, good. It's funny. Yeah. Um, and David Wright, uh, just the way he, he had, like, what's, what's cool about this rivalry is that they, they are not, I mean, there's a, a bit of bad blood, but it's not really. It's, it's all strategic. Yeah. It's the opposite of Jane and Marty. I, I mean, the rivalries in this season are the opposite of that. I feel like it, it's all strategic rivalries in there, which makes it. It's one uh, of the most. So it's, fun. it's one of yeah. the, the better casts of like yeah. for like not having bad blood. Yeah, totally. They seem to ha- they seem to all get along, out outside and even inside the game, and uh, we haven't talked about it on the show. But I was wa- like watching it um, last night. Made me a little sad about Sunday Burquest. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. Mm -hmm. I remember Sunday, I remember um, her not getting picked in the, in the fantasizer for a long time. The, the, the draft, the, the fantasy survivor that we do, I was doing this with another group um, at that time, but, and then her being like a star and everyone regretting not picking her. And she was like, people were wanting to trade for her because she was killing it. Yep. Rest in peace. Yeah. Great season. Great season. That's why I think um, maybe we'll see five people from this season on here, especially uh, with some certain gifts that go around. Are you putting Michaela on? 
<laughs> well, it's Joel's choice now. He might do it before me. No, no, no. That was Joel. It's my turn. I got five. I'm on to number five. Joel oh, just has yeah. number one left. Put Spencer and Cass, put Zeke and David. Right. All right. So on to number five. Um, my rivalry that I'm going to put here is pretty much the opposite of the previous one. There is no strategy here. It is all bad blood. And it leads to, um, si- similar to uh, my, my number 11 pick, where it was uh, two fans. This one is uh, two favorites. Uh, if you can call them favorites, it leads to one of the explosive moments in, uh, in history and an even more intense back rub than even Vetus could give. And that's, uh, that's Brandon Hans versus File. <laughs> that's how you say it, right? Shepsy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Chris, I'm genuinely surprised that you would put uh, Shep on the list. Honestly, I am too. I, I specifically didn't include uh, Philip on the list of, of biggest weirdos because I don't really like Philip and I don't like talking about him. But for a similar reason that that you put Vince versus Joe, I feel the real star in this rivalry is Brandon Hand. Hey, you like Brandon more. <laughs> oh, I like Brandon. So I think Brandon... I think Brandon was taken advantage of in every, every chance somebody gets to take advantage of someone. He, they take advantage of Brandon Hans, and I just really feel for him. And I think that, uh, that if he, no, yeah. when you watch that season before he blows up, they are trying to work with them. They're saying, Brandon, we want to bring you in. They're saying that. And he says, I don't believe them. I'm going to piss in the rice. <laughs> in the beans i will burn this camp to the ground yeah this for me i mean i get why this is a big rivalry for people and um people are gonna be like yeah that was explosive uh this for me like i just hated watching like i did not enjoy yeah, it's it not, it's not pleasant it's it kicked me out pleasant. of the season uh for sure and i don't know i i yeah, I don't feel for Brandon Hans like you do. I think that he wasn't taken advantage of in uh, South, South Pacific. Pacific. I've said it a thousand times that I think that coach kept him calm. That is what happened. And I think that that season, when you watch Karamoan, it's proof of coach keeping him calm the entire time. That's fair. I mean, that's, that's all of those are valid points, I think. I think, I think the reason that he freaks out is because... He, he was embarrassed by his South Pacific thing. And, and, so. and the, the Hans family said, you got to be more like Russell. And he took be more like Russell as like, be really violent, be insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, I think it's more along those lines too, Joel. Um, I think like, I think Brandon, I think Brandon like grew up tough and maybe found faith. And like, that's what saved him. And then coach preyed upon that. And makes it like that's what makes that such a really icky season for me. That's why I don't like South Pacific, even though it's got so many great moments that we've talked about. It's like it's not up there for me because it, I it's the season that I feel like the worst watching <laughs> because of that like sort of feeling that it gives me. I don't agree. I, at the, all. I mean, Coach, I agree with Cody. One. Where sorry, uh, I agree with Cody. Where I feel worse about. <laughs> seeing Brandon go insane and try to kill Shep than I do <laughs> seeing uh, a coach manipulate uh, Brandon. I don't know. I, uh, well, I mean, I, 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 I like it on the list. I don't like, I don't like Philip Shepard. So 
honestly, I'm going to be on team Brandon because I'm like, yeah, that guy's the worst. I, <laughs> so I feel like someone's going to snap at him. This is completely backwards to me. I, I really feel like coach kept him calm throughout that season. And I, I feel so strongly about that. I think like when you were watching him in that season two, he's, he's already a ticking time bomb and coach keeps him at bay. He talks about what, what keeps Brandon calm and what he's passionate about. And yeah, does that advance his gameplay? Of course it does. But at the same time, he's keeping Brandon at bay. He's keeping him. So he's not exploding. And I think that's a big part of it. Um, okay. But, but we're not, but we're, now we're talking about Philip Shepard and Brandon for this. Well, yeah, I'm just talking list. about that. This one I don't here. care to talk about Philip Shepard. I'm fine to talk about Brandon. I would rather Philip and Francesca be on the list. <laughs> and that'd be, that'd be a good per- people to be on the list, but I'm not going to veto this, even though I think I kind of wish David Wright and Zeke were higher on, higher on the list than Shepard. Well, you can't, you can veto it. Like I, I have I'm not going to, that. I'm not going that to, because I'm worried is, it. My backup is, I'll tell you, my backup is, will be universally accepted. Uh, I'm not going to veto it because I want to, I, I want to, I want my number one pick to be none of my number one pick. And I want to keep my veto in case any of you play one of those players. That's fair. Well, uh, number four, I mean, what if I was to tell you there was a rivalry that would raise everyone's eyebrows? What if I was to tell you there was a rivalry that caused Jeff to go back in his chair, put one arm over the top and go big, deep breath. What if I was to tell you a rivalry that would make Jeff so inspired that he would create a season because of it? What if I was to tell you that Rob faced off with Russell? Great. I mean, that, that's what I would have picked just right now if you'd be on me. <laughs> I was worried this wouldn't make the list, so I'm, I'm glad it's here. This is, I mean, this is the rivalry. When you talk about ones going out with a fizzle, this is definitely uh, one of those ones. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you got a winner out of one of them, and it was Rob. And uh, Russell lost to a rash. And... <laughs> <laughs> And a nasty one. It was a nasty one. We talk about Russell's rash more than we talk about Russell's gameplay. <laughs> um, Russell's rash is haunting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Rob and Russell, the bulk of their rivalry comes from the pre-merge of Heroes versus Villains. Mm-hmm. And, oh, boy, is that great TV. Yeah, it really does. It's it's the safe pick. Like I, was, like I said, I was going to... Uh, this was my what I would put if you'd vetoed Brandon versus file, but um, it's just, it's classic for a reason, right? There's so much there and it seems like an obvious pick, but like, yeah, it's obvious because there's so much aggression there and so much comes from Russell's ego of wanting to be the best and Rob being beloved. It's a very Vince versus Joe (laughs) scenario. If, if it had been extended, right? Yep. Well, except like, none of them fold up and none of them give any to the other. Yeah. What I what I love about it too is how uh Russ how much Russell hates Rob but at the same time admires him. <laughs> how he um how Rob says to Russell, You're not with me, you're against me. And later on, Russell says that. And he and he even <laughs> I think he even says it in Redemption Island as well. You're either with me or you're against me. It's like 
<laughs> Ru- Ru- Russell, you're fucking saying what Rob said to you, and it's so obvious. Like everyone can see it. <laughs> yeah, I think this is like classic rivalry, and also like a rivalry that was just so big because of how big these two characters were, too. I guess um, that they made a season for it. Yeah, and then a rivalry so big that uh, the next season had to be an even bigger rivalry of Ozzy versus coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then another thing about the Robin Russell thing in, in here's versus villains is that it took a whole lot of witchcraft for R- Russell to beat Rob. Like it took an idol Russell yeah. playing an idol in poverty, Russell, um, Tyson, Tyson in, in the worst player in Survivor history. Yeah, it was a dumb move, and like, it's just it, it's just witchcraft. Like, no, nothing like that has happened. Where basically, Russell convinced Tyson to vote himself out, and and Rob is just shocked. And like, you, the the great something great. I mean, it's it's kind of anticlimactic, but in that episode, it's a double tribal council. One of those classic ones where the villains go to tribal council first, vote someone out and then watch the heroes tribal council while eating hot dogs. And you can, after this, like witchcraft just went on and Tyson voted himself out and they're eating hot dogs. And you can see like Rob eating, eating a hot dog, like, like shell shocked has still has no idea what's happening. And like Danielle and Parvati and Russell are so excited chuckling (laughs) at the heroes tribe. It's just like, it, 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 it's so funny watching them go from directly from that tribal council to pretending like everything's fine in front of the heroes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great rivalry. I, I, when you, when you mentioned this list, I was like, okay, well there's Rob versus Russell. And now I got to find 11 more. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's I'm glad, I'm glad it made it. I was, I was afraid this would be, uh, they would be a casualty like coach and uh, others on, on our, our, these lists. Uh, no coach made it on best players. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah but Tony was very low on that list. Uh, Parvati didn't even make that list. Um, yeah. Well, just, they should have been, they're no Hayden Moss. <laughs> they should have been better. I mean, Parvati has been replaced. Michelle's Parvati 2.0, just a better version. Right. <laughs> My, uh, uh, I guess number three, uh, yeah. Scott and Jason versus no, uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm going, uh, a rivalry, your mom, <laughs> a rivalry that, like you said, I mean, sometimes rivalries only take place over a couple of episodes because they have to come to blows. Right. Uh, this one didn't though. And not for the reasons you might think this is more modern. I'm going Chris Noble and Dominic, baby. I knew you would. <laughs> I gotta do it. And I love how you were able to choose this this order and you want the Chris and Dom rivalry to be better than the Russell and Rob rivalry. Because I'm talking <laughs> Redemption Island 3, Chris Noble versus Dominic. <laughs> I specifically chose it this way and I thought about going back and forth, but... Uh, yeah, Chris and Dominic, just one of my, uh, favorite things in modern survivor and in, in a not so great, uh, uh, season or like an okay season, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I love how this lasts longer than it ever should. Like the, 
they would have voted each other out so fast had they could, but it took until merge before Chris Noble was even able to be voted out. Yeah. Never even got to cast a vote. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, just an amazing circumstance that this uh, season brought upon itself where that was able to happen. And that was one of the benefits to all the twists and turns that this season had is just how much more Chris Noble we got than we should have. <laughs> and we get to the merge and that rivalry. Like it's so clear at the beginning of the merge episode, one of them is going home <laughs> like, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> right off the bat. And Chris doesn't have a vote. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, not a great showing for, for the Chris, <laughs> for the Chris clan. Um, but yeah, I love this one. I'm a, a lot of the time I'm going to go for the funny over the serious and, uh, this one's got it's got it's not completely um, lost of gameplay because Dominic is a, an amazing game player. He made one of our best player list, uh, but uh, Chris isn't really. But he's a power player, and uh, <laughs> and he's Chris in challenges though is is probably one of the most dominant challenge beasts Survivor has seen. Like he single handedly that- carries his. That baseball challenge where he's throwing the baseball and it immediately just spins off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. He's like, oh, I might have thrown ball in college. (laughs) Chris is a strange man. Like he's he's like a a caricature of his his type. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's got Dominic is is one of the more sort of relatable uh, strategic players in Survivor. Like he's just like you you see his thought process, you know, like Dom is a real person to me where Chris is, is a cartoon character. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. All right. So uh, that gives us our number. It's funny. Three. It, it is. It is funny to me, uh, Cody, that, <laughs> yeah. Like, like what Chris said, you did this. You put <laughs> Dom and Chris. I don't know how it beat Robin Russell, but guys, it just happened to (laughs) You don't know how. I don't know how, but just the way it all laid out, it happened (laughs) to beat it. Hey, it is. It's like you, if you want to do it, you're allowed to do. This is what the the snake draft is all about. This is so strange to me because I really, I don't know who Joel's going to put as the number one. It's, it's an obvious pick. Uh, I think you'll 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 both agree with it. Well, to hear about it, I think number two should be number one to me because um, I have a feeling I know who Chris is going to pick. That's why I didn't pick it. Yeah, you know who I'm going to pick. Um, that's this is the reason I vetoed Ben versus Adam mm-hmm. because uh, Ben versus Chrissy is <laughs> not what I'm going to be picking, and I am picking Adam versus Jay. <laughs> This to me is such this gives me that that season is full of like really beautiful moments. Millennials There's, versus Gen X. Yeah, Millennials versus Gen X. You have you have so many great scenes and moments in that season. Um, but the 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 brother battle that that Jay and Adam get they they start out hating each other they eventually connect they're able to talk to each other openly about like hey our strategies don't align and like i and jay being like i gotta pitch you this and adam going yeah these are the reasons why that pitch doesn't work for me and they 
And Adam is the, Jay's the only person who Adam tells about his mom who's, who's, who's on her deathbed, mm-hmm. um, basically, and how every day out there is a struggle. And they connect on such a beautiful family level. And it's just like, it's, it, it's one of my favorite relationships in Survivor is this bond that these two people are able to form. And the fact that they're on opposite sides and, and have to fight each other. It's just, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a magical, it's a magical relationship. And this, these are the second uh, people that I thought of for rivalries. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is my favorite rivalry of all time because of the nuance and the layers and the, and the humanity that both of these people show. It's just, I love it. It's so interesting and it's so unique that we haven't seen anything like that. One of the, every time I think about it, uh, the moment I think about is the family challenge where Adam is stuck under the log and just crying and he's stuck and he I'm can't sorry. get out. And I'm he's sorry. just watching his mom slip away from him, which sounds yeah. bad. I but, I watched that episode last night. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. That visual is stuck in my head for life. And, and like a like lot Russell's of this rivalry, uh, um, a lot of the story around it is, uh, first of all, quite well narrated by both of them. Like it, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's very well telegraphed. We, we, we see like all the beats of the relationship. It's a, it's a well-told story. They're both really good narrators and I'm yeah. looking forward to Jay eventually coming back. Yeah. What the fuck? How's it, why is it taking so long? Um, but, um, uh, uh, Adam has this steal. It's one of the dumbest twists, but this advantage steal a reward challenge um, uh, advantages. It's 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 taken to the extent it could be. Like the information that that he that that Adam has it, he doesn't use it for the family visit. He gives it to Jay, and then later on, Jay takes. Jay steals the reward from David and takes Adam on the reward. Like it's, it's a well-told story that, Mm -hmm. that, that stupid advantage that we don't want to see come back is, is told, told well through this, uh, through the lens of the Jay and Adam rivalry. It it works possibly the best it could ever work. And, and should it be introduced again, it won't work as well. Right. Like, no. Yeah. Just like they, they should have retired the idle nullifier after Dan got out in David versus Goliath. So we didn't have to see Janet. Yeah. Uh, go the ahead. only saving grace of that season. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Jane Adam, is any, anything else on Jane Adam? I mean, we, we could do a whole episode on Jane Adam. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's very potent. They're awesome. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful story. Now uh, finish up with uh, the fifth uh, millennials versus Gen X member and do Michaela versus JT. <laughs> number one, number one. Okay, so my number one. I'm super excited that we got here. I was I was worried that both of these people could be played in other um, uh, in other um, combinations. So that's why I kept my veto. But I'm glad that they're they're here together. It's from season uh, seven. Uh, Pearl Islands, Johnny Fairplay versus Sandra. Mm-hmm. That's my number one. I I think it's 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 one of the things I remember most from when I was a kid cheering uh, for Sandra and Rupert versus Johnny, one of the best villains to ever play the or most like hateable villains to ever play the game. It's a very another well well telegraphed story, 
Um, basically, it's the story of Sandra's season is how she beat John and uh, how they their relationship began and how they, um, uh, you know, at first were on an alliance together and then stopped getting along. They, they obviously have that blow up at each other where Sandra says, I can get loud to what the fuck or sorry, what the bleep. And, um, and then it extends to a, an incredible moment where uh, Rupert is voted out by Johnny blindsided and, and Sandra's blindsided. And she gets back to camp and says, where's that motherfucker, John? <laughs> <laughs> and, I think- and, 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 and another thing is a beautiful thing about it is that Johnny underestimates Sandra. Mm-hmm. much like Russell underestimates Sandra. And that's why I put, I, I wanted Johnny Fairplay because he's the original uh, villain to underestimate Sandra Diaz twine. Yeah. I think this is the way you do it too, because you get Rob versus Russell on there and you get Sandra versus Johnny on there this way. And uh, this is obviously a great uh, rivalry from one of the great seasons. And I, the thing I like about this is that if we did best survival rivalries, Johnny could be at number one. If we did best survival friendships, uh, Johnny and Burton would be number one. Um, <laughs> Not Johnny and Rupert. See, I, when you first said Johnny Fairplay, I was like, "Is Rupert going to make it?" I, I if like for whatever reason, I thought that you guys were really want to put Sandra all over this list. So I, my backup was Johnny and Rupert. Right. <laughs> if I if I played my veto and then someone played Sandra again for whatever reason, I was worried because Sandra has so many good rivalries. Sandra versus Tony and in. Uh, game changers, Sandra versus Russell, Sandra versus anyone, really. Um, but I think that the key to Sandra is that, like her rival, her 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 duos her, that she squares off against, it never feels like that's like a a monumental duo. It's just kind of like Sandra being Sandra and anyone in her way. Mm-hmm. This is the most potent point. rivalry, I think. Yeah. This is the the most sort of Johnny versus Sandra, especially after yeah. Rupert's gone. Yeah, this is the one you'd want to put on there, I I think. And uh, I'm okay with it being number one. I Obviously, I mean, Adam and Jay, it means a lot to me. You know what? I, I kind of wish I hadn't I hadn't thrown the trivia challenge to Joel at the beginning. I, Chris well, keeps saying he threw the trivia challenge, but I'm confident, and I want this to be out there, that Chris doesn't know what surname means, and that's why he lost. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I'm glad I got number one. This is what I wanted to be number one. This is, I believe that Sandra mm-hmm. is, uh, should be number one on this because she is such a catalyst of rivalries. And I think Johnny Fairplay is, you know, it's such a, a good antagonist towards her and they both are antagonizing towards each other and uh, they're not. And it's, it's great too that Sandra makes the villain tribe in, in heroes versus villains. You know, you just, cause she's not a perfect, she's not a perfect angel. Um, she she really gets 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 John going as much as John gets gets her going. Yeah, I'm 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 fine with this being being number one. Although I do love Adam versus Jay because I'm I like Sandra being the queen, being the top of a list that we do mm-hmm. because Cody screwed that up when we did it. So I wanted Sandra to be number one. Yeah, and you put her too early. I that didn't put her. Joel did. Oh, you, oh! Yeah. That was me because well, I thought you two would would veto it if it was any higher. Joel screwed it up. I, you no, know, Cody screwed it up because he didn't veto Joel. Uh, my veto was already gone. I yeah. had to veto Hayden. Yeah, and I had to save it for Tyson. So, yeah, 
That's just how it went down, oh, man. You screwed it up because uh, I had to use my veto on your Tony, so I couldn't veto Sandra. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tony should have been not okay. even on well, the guys, list. Guys, this was months ago at this point, so <laughs> who cares? Oh, man. We barely even used vetoes this time. Well, all of us did with Joel, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. I got I mean, tricked into using mine, which was bullshit. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> let me let me let me ask you this. I mean, uh, uh, we could talk more about Johnny and Sandra because, but but let me ask you this. So if if I vetoed Shep versus Brandon, he puts Robin Russell. What would have, what would have been your number four pick? Me? Yeah. Uh, I would have put uh, Courtney and John Robert. I had Courtney and John Robert on my short list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Courtney and John Robert was also on my short list, but I had to get Robin Russell on there. We had probably almost the same list, Cody. I, I think we did. Like everyone you put on there, I was like, yeah, 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 there it is. <laughs> Joel and Chet? Joel and Chet, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sad that Joel and Chet's on there and not uh, Courtney and John Robert. But sometimes we find this when we're making these snake draft lists that once that should be really high, we save them and then it gets to a point where you have to narrow them down. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just the problem with it. But uh, yeah, Courtney and John Robert would have been on there had Brandon and Philip been vetoed. So there's a lot of good moments with Johnny Fairplay and Sandra. Obviously, when Johnny lies about his grandmother dying, Sandra is one of the only people that still um, uh, chops his rope or makes makes the guy walk a bit to the plank. Uh, and, and, and everyone's like, "His grandmother died. Have you? Is what? Why are you doing that?" And it's like, "Yeah, well, Sandra sees through Johnny's bullshit. That's why." And uh, another moment is, yeah, they like I said, Johnny underestimate sandra he and burton go on this reward and leave sandra dara and uh, lil um to conspire against them a stupid ass move that and, and it's because they underestimated them and another thing to sort of rhyme with the Aris and terry thing we have this johnny sandra um rivalry that you think okay it's it's them in the uh, final three um and maybe maybe they'll go together or or you know Lil or whatever Lil that whoever wins wins the season but then Lil wins the final three just like Danielle did yeah so it 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 comes down to social game in the end um other rather than you think it's going to come down to physical game like that's more for the Aris Terry thing but it does come down to who 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 Real has Tony Lil. Boo situation exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, so that's our list. Let me go from uh, 12 to one, which I want to say, I think this is our best list we've created. Like this is probably the most accurate. I think we all feel pretty good about this one. Yeah. It's the least contentious. Um, number 12, Jane versus Marty. Number 11, Joel versus Chet. 10, Vince versus Joe. Nine, Sugar versus Randy. Eight, Aris versus Terry. Seven, Spencer versus Cass. Six, Zeke versus David. Five, Brandon versus Philip. Four, Rob versus Russell. Three, Chris Noble versus Dominic. Two, Adam versus Jay. And one, Fair Play versus Sandra. It's a great list. Really good list. Honestly, I feel bad about putting Joel and Chad on there because if, if we could replace it with Sean Robert versus Courtney, probably be better. But Or even... I, it's nice or, having an outlier. Or even Joel and Mikey B. 
<laughs> I don't even remember who Mikey B is. They have a strategic, <laughs> they, they at least have a strategic back and forth other than Chet and Joel, who are mostly just, you know, Joel is just mean to Chet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do have the good visual of that. Um, but I mean, Joel versus Chet, it's like the same as like Ozzy versus Cochran kind of thing. I, oh, the, uh, Ozzy versus Cochran was one of my honorable mentions. My honorable mentions that weren't brought up was Jerry versus Colby, which I didn't bring. I didn't put in because they don't really have a rivalry through heroes versus villains. You know, they seem to get along during that season. Just kind of sexual tension in that in their first season too. Well, I think they, there's a lot of bad blood after Australia, and it yeah. and it stretches through to All Stars. Mm. which is one of the reasons I liked it. And there was a great interview with Jerry, Jerry saying that like she was, she wished that there was one season where her and Colby went like uh, fishing or like fishing or by like a water, went to explore the waterfalls together and like really made up and, and like had a nice easing of the bad blood and heroes villains that she was like, oh, I wish that had been shown as part of scenes right. that didn't get shown, which I, which I like would have made that you know kind of full circle mm-hmm. and uh, also on my list which i thought you were going to bring up uh chris is scout and eliza oh yeah no i didn't even consider it <laughs> but it's pretty good it's funny um yeah and uh that's pretty much all my honorable mentions i have oh stephanie and bobby john honestly when we were talking about i thought of bobby john versus jamie and yeah, just that, like, that's also on my list too yeah um, that how ha- and I almost threw everything out the window and and put them next, but then I had to stay with what I'd already thought. You guys should just be happy that I didn't put Clay versus Rob from Thailand on here. <laughs> um, some other honorable mentions that are on mine. I'm I'm so ha- like I'll, I had Dom and Chris. I had Sugar and Randy. Uh, I had whoever else you put. Oh, yeah. Dan Spilo versus production. Rob. God no, Vince oh. versus Joe. We almost got through the episode. Joel never misses a, a, a moment to bring <laughs> to bring that forward. Um, some the other the other ones that didn't get get mentioned were Alicia versus Christina in One World. They have a really kind of contentious thing, but they didn't they weren't big enough for me to mention. And, and it's then all, ugly. Yeah, it was Canuck. It was really ugly. And then also Candace versus Brad Culpepper, which uh, oh, that's a good one. I, I didn't. I didn't. Fuck feel you, that. Brad Culpepper. Because I don't really like that moment. It doesn't stand out to me. I just remember being like, "This is dramatic for the sake of whatever." I don't. Then, under, that's another one. A, like a, Marty and uh, and Jane, <laughs> where I just don't understand why they're so mad. If you'd put Candace on the list, especially Candace in Blood versus Water, we'd have a Joel, Chris, and a Cody on the list. There you go. Because <laughs> she's Candace Cody for the people yeah. who don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, Candace fucking sucks and get out of here yeah she's that's great she's her, her best season is the one where she doesn't play a game play the game at all <laughs> <laughs> but yeah all four of cody's picks i had uh i had on my list and, and my one that zero. i would have put on there my alternative <laughs> yeah and all zero of uh joel's picks i had on the list <laughs> i had fair play and sandra on my list as well adam adam and jay was on my list Aris and Terry was on my list as well. I liked uh, I liked Zeke and David. That just made me happy. Yeah, my favorite one that you put was actually Ben and Adam. 
Thank you. Yeah, I, I like that one too. They, we just they, had to. We could have even put, uh, I could have, instead of Ben and Adam, I could have put Ben and Jeremy too <laughs> when you vetoed me because it's not, it's not as good as Ben and Adam, but it, 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 it like uh, Jeremy takes um, Adam's place in, in the uh, rivalry with Ben after Adam gets voted out. What are you doing? What are you yeah. doing, man? I, I just don't like Ben, man. I just, I, I hate Ben. <laughs> somebody say Ben? I'm up in a tree. Oh my God, Ben, I'm looking. I'm looking at Ben. <laughs> oh, well, another great list. I think in two weeks we'll have, I think, the season ranking. We'll see. We'll see. I had an idea for one if we had to. Okay. Okay. You want to well, know? Well, yeah, we'll leave it off air. Leave it off air. Be Ooh, surprised. Mystery. It's very stupid. It's very stupid. Oh, oh I have it already. Why don't, hey, why don't our listeners put in the uh, comments on the Instagram what they think the li- Joel's list will be? Yeah, uh, we'll okay. see. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but anyways, we'll have a new ranking, whether it be the big one in the next two weeks or uh, an, uh, Joel's crazy idea. And uh, yeah, so also quickly mentioned too. Survivor apparently wrapped filming. Uh, winner has been chosen. Twenty-four day season. Very interesting. Twenty-six. Twenty-six day. Okay, twenty-six day season. Two Toronto uh, contestants. Very interesting. Really? Oh, yeah. Man. I got a mutual team. friend with one of them, so that's pretty same. cool. Same here. Mm-hmm. I got. I got. I got an inside scoop. Oh, you got an inside scoop and. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh Cody, Cody, come on. <laughs> well, I had to mention them. <laughs> I can't believe there are two Toronto contestants and I'm not one of them. I, yeah, me too. I, it pisses gonna, me off. I'm and one of them is, is quote unquote, a comedian slash pastor. That's my thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you for listening, Chris. Thanks for coming on again for these rankings. We love you, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, and remember to rate, review, subscribe, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.